Welcome to 56-Bit Cloud Cafe, your go-to destination for all tech topics in the cloud. I'm Atir Zalat. And I'm Patrick Camilleri. And together, we'll be addressing various cloud topics. Hello, everyone. Get ready for a deep dive into the world of CloudWatch matrix and alarms in this episode. Think of matrix as the heartbeat of your AWS world and alarms as the security guards keeping a watchful eye. We'll break down what metrics do, why alarms matter, and how you can set them up smartly to keep everything in check. So let's start. In the previous episode, you mentioned CloudWatch metrics. Can we know what they are exactly? Yes, so CloudWatch metrics are basically a subservice of CloudWatch, which itself is a service in AWS. When we talk about metrics in IT in general, we have basically numeric data points on a specific timestamp. So let's say on the 11th of October, at this specific time, this specific second, this specific millisecond, there was 30% CPU usage. So it's a snapshot in time of that particular data point. Now, once you have a lot of these, you can have these data points coming in every second, every even less than that, or every minute or every five minutes, etc. You will start creating a graph, basically a numeric uh, representation of the trend for that specific metric. So if it's CPU utilization, you start seeing the CPU going up and down on a graph. Now CloudWatch metrics allows you to do all this with a lot of features, which I'm sure we will discuss. Okay, perfect. Now, can we know how are they used for monitoring? So CloudWatch metrics, you use them like you would use any other metric system. But of course, this is inbuilt in AWS and has a lot of advanced features. So you would use it to collect and track data, numeric data on on a specific timestamp. There are default metrics, which AWS sends automatically whenever you start using any other service or resource. And then there are custom metrics where you can send metrics directly to CloudWatch using programmatically using the API. Then you can view these numerical representation on graphs using the CloudWatch console, the web interface, using the API as well. You can use, for example, Metrics Insights, which allows you to run run an SQL query and get back very customized data of one or more metrics put together. Each metric, you can add filters and dimensions. So you can say this is for EC2, but it is also a custom metric for this region, for this account, etc., etc. So these are things that you can add specific metadata that you can add to every metric. You can view these metrics individually, or you can join them together on a dashboard. So it gives you a more holistic contextual um, view of of your data. And finally, you can react to metrics. So you can define an upper or a lower threshold. And if the number goes higher or lower than that defined threshold, you can do something. We'll talk about that later, but basically there is a lot that you ultimately can do and automate from there. 
We just mentioned that there is default matrix and custom matrix. Now, can you explain the different types of matrix available in CloudWatch? Right, so the main thing you can do is ultimately you don't need to do anything. You just create a resource in AWS, let's say an EC2 instance. And if you go to CloudWatch, you will see that that instance is already pushing data to CloudWatch metrics. So you can see the CPU, you can see if it is up or down at any specific point in time. You can see the network throughput, the input and the output of the network, etc. So those are metrics already published by AWS. And then you've got the custom metrics, which you push using either the CloudWatch agent or there are other ways as well, but ultimately using that agent, you will be using the CloudWatch API to push those metrics. Now, whenever you're pushing a metric or whenever AWS is pushing a metric, they will add dimensions, they're called. Dimensions are like little tags, little metadata to every single data point that they send, specifying things like regions, application type, instance type, you can add these as well when sending your own, your own metrics. What type of metrics can you send? Whatever you want. So in, in terms of use case, you can send, for example, health-based metrics, whether something is up or down. You can send security-based metrics, whether there is an anomaly in terms of security or performance-based metrics to see if something is performing to the rates that you want or business-based metrics like transaction rates and response times and error rates or even user engagement. So whatever data point you want to track, you can ultimately send it to CloudWatch. Okay, perfect. Now talking about CloudWatch metrics and its main point that collecting and tracking data on specific times, then can users set up alarms in CloudWatch to get notified about specific events? Okay, so to set up an alarm, you first need to set up or choose a metric, right? So you go into the CloudWatch console, you go into the specific region because CloudWatch is region-based. And in that account, AWS account and region in the CloudWatch console, you go to the metric section and you choose a specific metric that you want to ultimately alarm on. Now from here, you can create an alarm you can also go to the alarms, alarms section and choose to create a new alarm from there. Whatever you do, ultimately you need to choose a metric. You need to choose a threshold, a high or a low number. When, it, when that amount is breached, then you, something will happen. The alarm changes state. So the alarm can be either okay, which means it's not, it hasn't breached the threshold, or it can be not okay, basically, which is you are going to trigger something. And then we can trigger things um, depending on, on what you want to do from there. And you can also specify certain advanced features like I want to make, have the alarm get triggered three times before doing the action, for example, right? There is also another state called insufficient data, which means that there isn't enough data for the alarm to actually work. Okay, that's great. Now, talking about alarms, what are some best practices for defining effective ones? So, the most important thing is probably the usual, right? Where you plan 
with clarity and with purpose what you want to create in terms of alarms. So you need to have a clear understanding of what you want to monitor and why you want to monitor it, and then define alarms with specific goals in mind. It's also very important that you use meaningful alarm names and descriptions because these will show up in your console, in, in, in your dashboards, maybe in, your, in other programs that you might join to it. So a good naming convention is very important. Then you must ultimately choose the right metric for the job. So if you're, this sounds pretty silly, but ultimately if you are going to track CPU usage, then you need to have a CPU usage alarm. There are situations where you might be slightly confused which alarm, um, sorry, which metric makes sense, right? So sometimes they are very similar and it's important that you look at the documentation unless you're doing a custom metric, but you look at the documentation and understand exactly what that, that metric is, is capturing. Then you must set realistic and actionable thresholds. So the thresholds, the, the, the number which if breached, the alarm will trigger, then that number needs to be high enough that it doesn't get triggered all the time, but low enough that it doesn't defeat the purpose, that it actually gets triggered. You can also join alarm, um, metrics together. You can do even met, um, uh, mathematic expressions on alarms, uh, on, on metrics, which then trigger alarms. So there is a lot that you can do. Basically, in my opinion, you should always start small and then gradually add more alarms as you get more mature with your cloud journey. Okay, let's say an alarm is triggered. What actions can be triggered automatically when such a case happens? When an alarm is triggered, meaning that there is a metric or more than one metric which has breached a threshold, a number that you set, then that triggers the action. And that action can be a simple notification using Amazon Simple Notification Service, SNS. This could be an email, this could send an SMS, this could send a mobile push notification. A lot of things can be triggered from SNS. You can also trigger Lambda, which is a new feature in the last few months that was introduced in the last few months that basically allows you to basically do whatever you want because once you trigger a Lambda function, you can then trigger whatever else you wish to do with logic behind it. You can trigger EC2 auto-scaling, so adding or removing servers on EC2. You can trigger um, using event bridge, you can trigger basically any other service in AWS, like step functions, like system manager, automation. So it is not, it doesn't stop you to, to trigger whatever you want, especially with the introduction of Lambda um, integration. Of course, the basics are starting small, are notifications using SNS and easy to auto-scaling, but there is a lot more that you can do. Okay, perfect. Now, how can CloudWatch alarms be integrated with other AWS services for automated responses? So some use cases here would include the, the usual EC2 auto-scaling, right? So if the CPU goes higher than 70% for five minutes, remains higher than 70% for five minutes, then trigger the creation of 
two new server instances, for example. Or if it's lower than 30 for five minutes, remove half the amount of EC2 instances, for example. So that is a very basic and important um, thing that you can do use case with, with alarms. But of course, you can do a, a lot of other things. For example, you can add RDS databases, remove RDS databases. You can add, um, uh, for example, you can, you can send notifications that someone has logged in to the account or someone has um, triggered a security breach. You can use it for performance uh, tracking. So I have usually 500 requests per minute. If I go above 700 requests per minute, I'm going to trigger something like a notification or a notification plus auto scaling of my containers or instances, you know? So you can track on whichever metric you want. You can trigger whichever, with whichever numbers you want. And ultimately you can automate and action with whatever actions you want. Now, are there instances where users might need to create custom metrics? Yes, definitely. Um, not everything is covered by AWS out of the box. If you have things like business metrics, for example, like the number of users logged in or the number of transactions done inside your application, things like this, especially when it comes to the software layer, usually will require a custom metric, which is quite easy to do. Um, and another example would be memory usage in EC2. EC2 itself, the, the service cannot read what is inside the server. So you will need to add a custom metric to read and push to CloudWatch the RAM memory usage. You just said that it's quite easy to do. Now, can we tell our listeners how is that done in CloudWatch? So to create a custom metric, you just need to use the CloudWatch API. If you're using EC2 or any other server, you can install also the CloudWatch agent, which of course under the hood uses the API as well. So if you install the agent, you can then configure it. There is a lot of material online on how to do this. You just configure it to, to define what it captures from inside the actual virtual machine and what it sends to CloudWatch as well as the metadata, the tags that go with every data point that you send. And that wraps up our exploration into the world of CloudWatch metrics and alarms. We hope now you have a clearer picture of how to keep your AWS resources in check, keep monitoring and optimizing your cloud experience. And until then, happy cloud computing. If you have questions, suggestions, or want to share your feedback, connect with us on social media. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to leave us a review to help others find their way to the Cloud Cafe.